The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. everyone. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great. I hope you've been having a good week so far. And I'm so excited that you are tuning into the episode today and that you are tuning into Inner Growth. Welcome to the Inner Growth family if you're a first-time listener and if you're coming from Tony's world. But for today's episode, we have a guest conversation with Tony Zamora. Tony is a business astrologer and she's also a brand coach. And she does what's called astrology-based branding. And I think that's really, really fabulous and really unique and cool. So on today's episode, we kind of dove into all things astrology and how can you use your birth chart? How can you use astrology as well as other tools like human design and gene keys and things like that to understand yourself? And as you understand yourself, you can then channel that into your personal identity, into your personal branding, into how you come to life and Tony when she works one-on-one with people she really helps people do that when it comes to their businesses right so she helps a lot of entrepreneurs and other brands find a way to stand out through their personal branding through their brand strategy and in this episode we talk about the elements of your chart you can look at to identify your personal branding. She took a look at my chart, so she gave me some pointers. And it was just a really cool conversation of us like getting to know each other, talking about all things astrology, talking about personal branding, talking about annual perfection years and progressions, which are two tools in astrology you can use to understand your own timing as well and honoring your own timing. And overall, it was really awesome. I'm sure you're going to like it if you're an astrology girly, if you're interested in learning more about yourself and your chart. You're 100% going to resonate with a lot of what we talked about, and I'm sure you're going to learn a ton as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let me know, share it with a friend who's also an astrology baddie, share it on your story and tag us both. And if you are enjoying the podcast, remember to hit the little icon that's a bell in the top left corner of Spotify. That way you can be notified whenever there's a new episode out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can hit the plus button on the top right corner. So with that said, let's dive into the episode. I hope you love it and I will see you on the other side. Let's get growing. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I think we have like such juicy topics. So I'm just like beyond over the moon to be here. Yay, me too. I'm like just so excited to pick your brain and to talk all things astrology, all things branding, and just like personal style. So yeah, I think let's do it. Very juicy. But before we dive in, can you share your sun, moon, and rising? Yes, I'm a Cancer sun, a Gemini moon, and a Libra rising. Nice. I am a Cancer Moon. So oh, nice. Literally, like eighty percent of people I know 
or like hang out with frequently have cancer in their big three. Yes. My mom's a cancer. So (laughs) I love, I just love the cancer energy and you have Leo too, right? So like that duality too, like, I think they're so complimentary. Yeah, definitely. I've got like my Venus and my Mars and Leo. It comes through huge for me. Yes. That's awesome. You actually have a very similar chart to my mom, I think, because my mom also has, I think she has a Leo Venus and she's a Libra rising also. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So except she has an Aquarius moon. So okay, a little bit of a similar but different expression. Yes, similar. Definitely with the air signs. But yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. yeah I have like a, a lot of placements in Gemini too. So you'll hear me like talk really fast and like jump from subjects. I'm like very Gemini. Yes. I love that so much. I have a Gemini Venus and I'm a yeah. uh, Taurus sun. So that's very important in my chart. And then I have an Aries rising, Aries Mercury, and Aries Jupiter. So I don't oh, know. Wow. But then I have <laughs> a Scorpio Mars. So yeah. it's funny because I recently did a little like trend on TikTok where you post your birth chart, like your big six. And I have a Gemini Venus and a Scorpio Mars. And I feel like those are the signs that people always tend to like pick on and like think of horrible. And I'm like very aware of it. And I'm like, I'm still going to show everyone my chart because I love my chart. (laughs) Yeah. And you should like our chart is who we are. So it's like we should accept all parts of it. And every part of it is beautiful, whether it's like a little bit more in the shadow side or like even if it's in higher expression. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely. Can you share a little bit too about how you first came in contact with astrology and just how it's evolved since then? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. So I discovered astrology like around my Saturn return, I'd say around like 28 or so is when it started to enter my field. And I was going through just like a really tough time, like definitely like a dark night of the soul type time in my life. And I was just searching for meaning anywhere that I could find it. And I heard somebody talking about astrology and like, I had always loved astrology. And I think especially as an empathic child and as a cancer kid, right? Like I always was obsessed with the moon and I never knew why. And I didn't understand that I was ruled by the moon. So it made a lot of sense as I got older, but even when I was younger, like I was obsessed with horoscopes and magazines and I worked for magazines. Like I've worked for Cosmo and things like that. And so like, I loved the horoscope sections, even though they were wildly inaccurate, but I've always been a part of the astrology world. But then when I turned 28 or around there, I started to just like fall apart. Right. And, and I didn't know like what I was supposed to be doing in life and was I on the right path and what was my expression. And so I came across astrology and I just started doing like a ton of research. I don't know if you're into human design, but I am. And so I'm a one, three profile in human design, which just means like, I love to research and like do all the things. And so I went down like what I call the astrology, like rabbit hole. Like I just started like researching everything, ordering every book, attending every class, doing every, like everything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you like Mm -hmm. can totally identify. And I just became obsessed. I just was like, this is so wildly accurate. And at that time, I didn't know any other tools that were as accurate as astrology. And it's really evolved over time. Like I've been learning now for like, I'm 33, you know, so it's like five years or so. And so like through that process, like I've learned so much just about astrology and even other modalities like human design or gene keys. And so like, I'm able to just like pull from my toolkit of all of these like cosmic 
modalities yeah. and help like heal myself and help heal others around me and, and help them find their authentic expression. So that's, that's kind of my story. I mean, I totally resonate with that. It's like when you start learning about your chart and everything starts clicking and then you're like, wait, like everyone needs to know about this. Like, this yeah, I'm like, how cool. is this not taught in schools? I'm like, this should be like yeah. mandatory. I'm like, everybody should know about this. And it was wild to me. And I definitely shared it with like everybody you know, all my friends and I just like made sure that I like read all their charts and that's how I started to gain experience. And then I started yeah. to start reading charts like for money. And so then that's like how my business started of just like being an astrologer doing like one-on-one -on -one readings, which gotcha. has since evolved. Gotcha. And yeah, I mean, I totally love human design as well. And I recently discovered Gene Keys too. So it's like very new to me, but I yeah. think it's really interesting as well. And in human design, what's your like profile? Are you generator? I'm a manifester. A manifester. I'm a generator yeah. with an emotional solar plexus. Like, okay. Emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional authority. Definitely. Yeah. I have emotional authority too. So I think um, that's the yeah. cancer. It's like the cancer, like moon, like emotions rule yes. person. Yeah, definitely. All emotions for sure. Yeah. So it's so just interesting to like intertwine them all, right? Because they are connected. And so each one just offers like a different level of expression that you can understand and experiment with, which I love. Completely. And I know you started doing chart readings and then it's evolved since then. Now you blend, you know, the astrology work a little bit more with branding, but could you share a little bit about how it evolved from one to the other? Yeah. So I had been doing like one-on-one -on -one readings for a couple of years and it just no longer felt aligned to my expression. And I had been really clear on like learning my chart till it's like every sort of way like learning my needle chart learning my progress chart understanding my transits like really diving deep into the astrology and then having that evolve with human design and then even layer on gene keys right so like I was very clear on my expression and why I'm here and I know that like I'm not here to do a one-on-one -on -one session with somebody although it was amazingly like gratifying like I love doing one-on-one -on -one sessions I actually like do sprinkle them in here now and then. But I know that as a manifester and as like all the big Leo energy in my chart, like I'm here to impact a lot more people on a bigger scale. And yeah. I think like one of the things I've learned about my chart is that identity is so important to me. In human design, I have a defined identity that's super strong with a lot of gates, but also in my own chart, like I've got an Aquarius North Node, like I'm all about like us having our individual self-expression. And so that's like kind of how I started to evolve because I would have one-on-one -on -one readings with people and then they would like come back and talk about the same things or like want the same information. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel aligned. I was like, I want to give you the tools that you need to like go off and find this information for yourself. And so that's where it started to evolve. And then my love of brand design, like I've been a brand designer for years. I've been a marketer for years. Like you were do doing that. that before you did astrology, like exactly. full time, right? Yeah. So astrology also was like, it was like a side thing that I would do these one-on-one -on -one readings. And I had a corporate role in marketing and I've always had like a lot of experience in the marketing and branding world. And so it just made sense that like, I don't have to compartmentalize and do like a little bit of mysticism here. And then my marketing and branding over here, like I should just bring it all together. And that's mm -hmm. how- the business evolved to an astrology based brand studio. Yeah. I love how you like blended the two of them. And yeah. it's so interesting because we have opposite North nodes. I have a Leo North node. 
Yeah. So like my Aquarius South node is very strong. <laughs> and I yeah. also have like part of my 10th house ruled by Aquarius yeah. and like Neptune and Uranus is there. So it's like a lot of Aquarian energy and the universe is like, go towards Leo, like embody that like spotlight. Yeah, embody it for sure. And Leo is just like, beyond the spotlight is just here to just like be a leader. And I know that I'm supposed to lead a movement as a manifester as well. So like yeah. my time is just like, better spent on impacting more people than just like one-on-one although I still love one-on-one yeah completely and what part of your chart like how did you arrive at that conclusion like is it because of the manifestor energy was it more your moon was it a combination of everything yeah I have to say it's a combination of everything but also just like my progressions too of like you know, I have a lot of like my progressed son is in Leo. Right. Mm. And so like, I'm moving into this like Leo energy and, and I've got a progressed stellium in Leo. So like, I know that that's where mm. I am supposed to be in this moment in my life right now. And like, maybe later I'll go back to like doing more quiet one-on-ones, right. Or things like that. But, um, mm. I think also understanding like my moon phase as well has been like a big unlock for me. So I was born under a balsamic moon, which for me just means that like I've been here before and I've done this many, many times. And so it's like using that wisdom and experience to like help other people who are maybe like younger souls in this lifetime, using that like Leo energy to like guide and lead people to their authentic expression, which is all about Leo. Definitely. What does a balsamic moon really mean again? Yeah. So balsamic moon is like, it's before the new moon. It's like the dark moon, right? So where like the moon is not present at all, which has lots and lots of meanings. That's like a whole different podcast. But for me, it's all about just being like an older soul who can understand and see things that other people can't. Yeah. So I'm able to like, you know, see where things are out of alignment and help knock people back into alignment. And that's what my expression does. Yeah. I love that. That's really powerful. And for anyone listening who like doesn't really understand progressions, could you explain what that means and like how you interpret progressions as well? Yeah, progressions are like an entire masterclass. It's more advanced astrology, but what it does is it takes a day for a year method. So it speeds your chart forward. So if I'm 33 today, it speeds my chart forward 33 days from when I was born and then takes a look at the energy there. So if you're 26, you just speed it forward 26 days from the day you were born and you take a look at the energy in that chart. And that is like where I'm at right now in my current expression. And so what astrology does is like, it shows us phases of life, right? So like, this is my Leo phase in my life where that's why I've got the stellium and everything is kind of happening in this area and it's in the 11th house. And so it's like, it's just very impactful. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can take a look at your chart sped forward, however many days for however many years you are. And just like, take a look at the energy. Do you have like a a stellium in Pisces, right? Because that's a whole different flavor. Maybe yeah, you, you know, so maybe curious. you're an Aquarius. And so like you'll take a look and see, like, wow, like my my journey is meant to be like really mystical and spiritual right now. Or maybe, you know, it's in Aries and it's like, okay, I'm really learning about myself and and my self-expression. And and so you can kind of just kind of get the energy from that. Gotcha. And do you look at just a progressed chart overall, or is it like a progressed chart for like the moon progressed chart and the sun progressed chart? Yeah, you can look at it overall, but I think that there are some 
placements that weigh more than others, right? And yeah. I'm sure you know this. And so the sun obviously weighs a lot. The moon will weigh a lot in your inner planets. And particularly when your inner planets are in contact or aspecting an outer planet is like when it's going to be more impactful. I just pulled up my progress chart and I literally have a Taurus progress uh, stellium right now. In really? The house. Yeah. yeah. Which makes okay. a lot of sense. I, I really oh, yeah. Yeah, show it to me. Oh yeah, definitely. In the first house. So yeah, definitely like self-improvement, right? It's like all about creating sustainable systems in your life. Like it could be even, you know, Taurus is all about just like pleasure and health and beauty, right? It's ruled by Venus. And so, yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense. It's like the moon, the sun, the Mercury and the Saturn there too. Yeah. And Saturn for sure. Wow. Isn't that so cool? So cool. I have a Saturn conjunct sun in my like natal chart mm-hmm. so it makes sense that the Saturn hasn't moved that much yeah. but so interesting and then the Venus in Cancer also is very yeah. fascinating to me yeah definitely very cool yeah I love wow. to look at the progress chart and just to understand like this is the cycle that I'm under right now I also like to use perfections as well. Have you heard of that in astrology? Like annual perfection years? Yeah, I use that as well a lot. And like right now I'm having a 10th house perfection year. And Look so it you. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense of like why I'm focused right now on like building the business, the career. I just hired two employees. Like that's just like where I'm focused right now. So it's understanding like there are cycles in you know, the cosmos that you will naturally be under. You don't have to try to do anything, but once you like can forward look and see, like I'm actually right on track. Right. So that's like what progressions and uh, their perfections like help me do. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what really gives me a lot of peace too. And just remembering we're all in different timelines and just like honoring every person's timing and honoring if your timing is different than someone else's too. Right. Exactly. And it's like understanding too, that's like, okay, you can look at your life and see the real examples of like that Taurus stellium. Right. And so it's like, you're right where you're supposed to be no matter what you think. And so it's just like really reaffirming and assuring, you know, I love that part of it too. Yeah. And for anyone listening to, if you don't know what an annual perfection year is basically like every year of your life is ruled by a house in your birth chart. So the first year you're born, that's a first house right so it starts the second house it starts one yeah at the second house yep got you so just one and then counting over right now I'm 23 and my like transit is the 12th house so I'm having kind of this like behind the scenes like I'm kind of gearing up for my house one yes annual perfection year which is next year I'm like I'm excited yes yeah definitely (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love talking about this so much. And I want to dive a little bit into the branding piece. So when you're looking at someone's chart, even like if it's your own or someone you're working with, and you're helping them identify their own personal branding, their own expression and the highest, you know, best manifestation of it. How do you go about it? What are different placements in someone's chart that like catch your eye? 
first? Yeah, I'd say it really depends. It's like a case by case basis, which is not the best answer. But I would say like, if you've got like a stellium, my eyes immediately going to go there. And I intuitively as a cancer son flow through the chart, just like where I'm being called to go. And so that's why I say like, my method isn't the same every time, but I'm pretty sure like if there's a stellium, I'm immediately like my eye will go there and take a look at that. And a stellium, if you're listening in, it's just like three, some astrologers say four, but three or four or more placements in the chart grouped together in one specific house. And so like that obviously would catch my eye and I'd want to see like what that is and what planets are there. But from a holistic perspective, the sun to me is where I look. And I know that's like the most boring answer, but it's so true because our sun is our brand in astrology. Like that is it. And so where you shine. It's where you shine, but it's even deeper than that. So it's like understanding that expression of the sun to me, because I read somewhere that the sun accounts for 70% of your chart. So like, why would I not look at the sun? Right. Because it weighs that heavy. And so understanding like your authentic expression with your sun, right. Because like not every Aquarius is the same, not every Leo is the same, but what is your authentic expression? So like, are there any other planets that are making like an aspect to it you know because like that matters right or what house is in that matters right so understanding like the shadow of your sun the gift and then I also say like the enlightenment or the highest expression of the sun on a deep level that's what I use first to understand who is this person and what their expression is and how we can communicate that visually and through strategy. Yeah, definitely. And I really like that approach because a lot of the times we'll overlook our sons and yeah. we'll like focus on everything else in the chart. But I really think that the more I've come to embrace my own sun placement and kind of see the different ways that it plays a role in my life, it's been really empowering because I was born in a zero degrees Taurus, like yeah. literally first hours of Taurus. So I do have like my Aries Mercury, my Aries rising, my Aries yeah. Jupiter. And so that tends to like, be a little like duality where I have the Aries and Taurus like pulling me in different directions that are kind of totally different yeah I think kind of anchoring in on my son and embracing it and learning to see the beauty in that sun sign too is really powerful yeah and I think like one thing that people don't call out is that the sun won't typically like you won't feel super connected to it immediately because the sun is meant to be that way and we're supposed to grow into our sun as we get older like that is the purpose of why we're here and so obviously if you live a very full life you at the very end of your life you like you will fully understand that sun so if you're like in your early 20s or like me I'm in early 30s when you immediately like research it and try to understand it, like you might not identify with it and that's normal. And I think that a lot of people will say like, I don't really feel like a Taurus. Like I probably feel more like an Aries. And it's like, well, yeah, because you've got a ton of, you know, other inner planets or placements in Aries. And so that makes a lot of sense, but like truly understanding, like what is Taurus here to do, you know, and what is the shadow and then what's the gift that Taurus brings? And then what's like the highest expression and seeing how you can purely just embody that. I like to tell people, it's like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to try to like be anything or do anything. You just have to like be you. And I think that you can often see where you've been like programmed or conditioned into being something else, right? Like if you've got like a lot of fire in your chart or you're like a Leo, like you keep talking about Leo, but like, uh-huh. 
if you've got like an Aries or that flavor and, and then you don't really identify with it, like that makes sense. Like maybe you were told to like not be so loud and not be so expressive and to like be quiet, right? Like when you were younger. And so it makes a lot of sense if that doesn't identify with you, don't yeah. immediately think anything of it. It's like you start suppressing certain parts exactly. of your chart that like were being naturally expressed and then you exactly. have to almost reconnect with it. Yeah. And I've looked at hundreds of charts and I never meet somebody who's like, oh yeah, like I totally get everything that has to do with my son. Right. Cause they're just, they're, they're probably not being honest because there is so much conditioning that happens. And so I see it as like my first step after branding is like helping you decondition where you may not identify with your son. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. And I want to dive into the shadow and highest expression piece a little bit too, because I know that's something you anchor in on. So how does that play a part in what you do? Because I always tell people like, there's no good or bad signs. Like that's just something pop culture has like made us believe, like, especially what I was saying earlier about like the Gemini and the Scorpio. It's like (laughs) people have these judgments, but really every single sign has a shadow and every single sign has a light. And I also have that perspective, but I want to hear your take on it and just how you kind of bring it into the work that you do. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with you. Like no sign is, you know, good or bad. All it is, is just learning and it's experimentation. And that's how I look at it, especially as like a one, three, like I, it's all an experiment. And so for me, it's like, I try to just understand the shadow and truly do like a self, you know, actualization and realization and figure out like, do I identify with that shadow? If I'm really honest with myself and if I do, then like, what are the ways that I can move towards the higher expression? And I think like I can use cancer as an example, since I am a cancer son, but like, you know, a cancer son can have all, they can all have a lot of shadow, but a cancer son can have shadow around just like really being overly emotional and getting like two in the feelings. It can also try to provoke people on purpose, right? To like make them feel something, right? So I can understand when I'm operating in that, in human design, we call it the not self, right? Or maybe I'm just like too protective and holding on to things that don't serve me, right? Because that's a shadow of cancer. And so I'm able to like identify these things because it will come up in your branding. And I think that that's the most important thing. It's like, you know, you may not think we're talking about branding, but we actually are. Because then I might say to you like, wow, we should start talking about this in your messaging. And maybe we should use these colors. And you might be holding on to your old identity, right? As in that shadow of the cancer aspect, right? Or you might say like, oh, it just doesn't feel emotional enough for me. It needs to feel more like this. It needs to do this. And you might be trying to like over control, which is what cancers can do, right? So it's like understanding (laughs) where that shadow will creep up in business because it will. And I think that like business is, it's amazing because I think it, it just like brings so much to light, right? Like it puts a light on the shadows. And as you start to become an entrepreneur, all of that shadow will seep out whether you like it or not. And so it's important to like, just understand it and identify and have awareness around like, this is me trying to provoke emotion from people and like stir up some drama, but really this is like not who I want to be or what I want to do. And I want to provoke people for good. So that's like how it works for me specifically, but I think obviously understanding, so you can just do like a Google search of like every sign, right. And like, what's that shadow and truly identify, like, do I resonate with this because it will pop up? And then what are the strategies I can do to decondition this? Yeah. I think that's so 
true and I've done that before too just like looking up like shadow of blah 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 like shadow of cancer shadow of leo and looking it up and it's definitely helped me a lot because then you can start spotting your own triggers you can start spotting when you are not in your highest expression and kind of do that inner work as you go along life and it comes to awareness and we're not always going to be in the highest expression right so it's like we're going to pop in and out and move throughout and like that's what life is it's flow and so not being hard on yourself either like ooh, like I do that I do hold on to like memories and things from the past or like I I do try to like provoke emotion and stir up some things so it's like don't be hard on yourself yeah exactly and are you a whole sign person or placidus I'm a whole sign. You're a whole sign person. Whole sign girl. I studied in whole sign. And so that's, that's how I learned it. And Uh for me, I think what I've seen is that Placidus is from what I understand, like a branding, almost like when you come into the world, it's like a stamp. And that seems to be like the energy. And I've tested a few different signs, but for me, it's like, I think that Placidus is like how we're branded and it's that flavor that will always kind of be there. But for me, whole sign is the expression that you're moving in towards. And so I want to know, especially like what your highest expression is. And for me, the way to do that is through whole sign, looking at like, this is like a forward looking and here's where you're moving towards versus like, here's what you came in with. Got you. Yeah, because I feel like Placidus, at least for me, is a little bit more specific. Like it's like yeah. to the second, you know, in the house placements, whereas yeah. the whole sign is more like the energy of the signs like group into the areas of your life. But I do yeah. always look at both ways. And I have looked at my own chart in both like Placidus and whole sign. And I always feel like I resonate with both. Like I always look at transits yeah. as affecting both ways. Absolutely. Oh and there are times when I use Placidus too, but I'd say for the most part, like 99% of the time, I'm a whole sign girl. Gotcha. Okay. So if I quickly show you my chart, can you give me some pointers when it comes to like my natural expression and like my own branding maybe? I, I can, but I will say that like, it's important for you to understand the energy for yourself because oh, yes. as somebody looking out in right then I will just can I can give you some ideas of like what it could look like but like you're the one who's actually like in the experiment and will know exactly what it feels like and so I always tell people that too when I like read charts of like here's my interpretation and I'm intuitively like feeling into it but you have to see like does that resonate for me what does it not like this little part did but this didn't and like you have to decipher for yourself like what that energy and expression feels like but feel free to pull it up completely yeah I feel like I've worked with like so many different astrologers too because I always when I get like different angles and different perspectives and I feel like with every astrologer I've ever had just like take a peek at my chart whether it's like a friend of mine or someone who's come on the podcast or just like someone I've like booked like an hour-long reading with versus myself like there's always going to be something that's going to catch the attention of someone and it's going to be different than the other person too like even for myself like when I look at my chart every single time I spot something new Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a perspective, like you said, right? So it's like, you're the only one who knows the full truth. And so, yeah, I just always like to preface with that. Yeah. So true. I love it. Let me quickly show you. We can see if like anything pops through. Um, I'm curious to see if you have any interesting things that pop into your awareness. Yeah. I mean, I think it's automatically like your son, right? And your son is opposing Mars and then it's also conjunct Saturn. And then it's also squaring Neptune 
right? Yeah. So you've got a lot there. It's like to that unpack. T square. Yeah, the T square to Uranus for sure. But from a sun perspective, it's not at the apex. So it's not like super concerning for the T square. But yeah, I would say like it would be understanding the full expression of that sun. And so Saturn brings limitations and it brings time, right? And so yeah. a lot of times when I see the sun making a relationship to Saturn, which mine also does, my sun is opposing Saturn mm-hmm. and yours is conjunct Saturn. So just a little mm-hmm. bit different expression and flavor. But what that means is that usually it'll take a little bit of time for us to like fully learn our identity, right? Because the sun is our identity. And so it can take a little bit of time, especially with that square to Neptune. When Neptune makes any aspects to any planets, I find that it adds a layer of fog, right? Yeah. So to me, it would be like, it's going to take a little bit of time to understand your true expression because of those two outer planets making a placement as well. And I think with that Taurus energy, right? So it's like, you can take a look and see, like, do you identify with any of the Taurus shadow, right? Like of holding on to things like that are made no longer be serving you, right? Taurus loves to hold on. And so it could be something like that or like spinning like loops, right? And like not actually doing the thing, like not moving into like the Aries energy, right? And so it could be like a lot of like, well, I need to have this and I need to have this first. And like, I've got to have this, right? Because Taurus loves to collect. And so it would be like making sure that you're not sitting in that energy and staying still because Taurus likes to stay still in its shadow. So I think it's like, for me, it would be like you making sure that you're leaning into that Mars energy, right? So with that opposition and it's retrograde, so it's a little bit more internal and it's in the eighth house in Scorpio, like this is definitely something that you'll have to unlock. It's not immediately available to you. Mm-hmm. of like how you take action right and so taking action is what Mars represents and Scorpio too so it's like what are things that you're actually passionate about so is it things that have like a Scorpio flavor and energy I'm curious yeah it's funny because I really resonate with that with the time thing it's like the more time yeah. has passed the more I come into myself and I know yes I'm not even halfway there like I know there's still so much more for me to unlock about like who I am And a lot of the times I find I'm in this like struggle of like, who am I? Like, who is Carolina? Like, what do I even want? And I feel like when it comes to the Mars and Scorpio opposing that sun, it's like, there's a part of me that like loves talking about more of like the physical health side of things, like the earthly side of things, like the food, the nourishment, like taking care of your skin, taking care of your hair, like how you dress. I feel like that's already an element that's like pretty strong in my content. And also there's like a strong element in like what I share publicly in my career regarding like female empowerment and like your body, especially like self-worth and like your body and that kind of thing, which I know is a lot of second house themes. But then there's also this part of me that like loves the spiritual work, diving into the psychology of things and like getting really deep and talking about astrology and just thinking about all these deeper meanings. And that's very much more like my Mars and Scorpio. Yeah. And there's part of you too, that's really intuitive too. And so it's like leaning into that energy too, right? There's part of you that just knows and it's tied to your Mercury, which is important, right? So like, I would take a look too at that Mercury and that moon connection. That's important because that'll help a lot too, I believe, you know, and also looking at like your human design too, like pulling up your chart to understand, like, do you know what your open and undefined centers are? 
the top two or three centers yeah. are open. Everything else is closed. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's super interesting. So the top two or three? Because I know like the G I think it's center, top three. Because I think it's the throat, third eye, and oh, perfect. Like the crown. Yeah. So you can like definitely take a look at like, yes, identity for you is going to come with time and that's how you learn yourself. And I think if there's moments where you feel like, who am I? That is completely normal. And the reason for that, and this is what I love about that, this is what I love about Neptune is the reason is that if you don't know who you are, then you'll go on a journey, right? You'll go on a quest and a search to figure that out. And so that for me is the beautiful part, because what you're going to do is you're going to lean on spirituality. You're going to lean on whoever higher power is for you, which is great. And then you'll also do that through experimentation and like testing and learning what works for you. Right. And a lot of it will come from like that moon energy that you have too, of right. Of like just intuitively feeling when things are a little bit off, possibly within the body possibly within the digestive system, which will have you go on a quest for like better food, better things, better life, right? To live a life of more pleasure and then looping in, you know, the Scorpio topics. Exactly. I think that's so true. You know, for me in the moments of my most like dark night of the soul, like, Mm -hmm. you know, eras of my life, like you're deciding for yourself too. Like that's when I was pulled into spirituality, not even by myself you know friends drew me into it through different things and different modalities and like then it evolved on its own but I do feel like spirituality and like learning more about my chart learning more about human design and all these different things these different tools have really helped me personally and that's why I'm so like passionate about talking about it I think the more people dive into their own charts the more people are self-aware and then the more they can also like alchemize patterns in their lives Yeah, definitely. And I think diving deep where you can into that Scorpio energy is going to be just so beneficial because, you know, that Scorpio wants to get deep, but it also wants to merge and intertwine. And so it's like figuring out like what people's shadows are, like what gets them to tick, what's in their psychology, what's in their subconscious. Like that's probably all things that are very interesting to you. And so it's like, I can definitely see through like your content and what you do, like that earthly connection, but then bringing in like that water, that deep water connection is going to be just like a game changer. Cause then it's like mind and body, right? It's like, yes. it's, it, it's all connected. Exactly. And I think me as a like person, as a creator as well, like I'm very much about holistic living. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, within my content, I always weave in spirituality. Like, for example, I will always ask every single guest that comes on this podcast, I will ask every single one their sun, moon, rising, and we'll yeah. have a riff for at least five minutes about astrology <laughs> as the podcast starts, you know? Yeah. Like, like integrating that. But then also, I think when it comes down to, going even deeper it's not just like the surface level what's your sun moon rising it's like I want to know like what made you 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 know like what are your beliefs how are you blocking yourself and how can I help you unblock yourself too yeah definitely that's amazing I love it so I love that so much and one thing I wanted to ask you as well that you mentioned in the beginning and I'm actually curious about is we were talking about like one-on-one work versus Mm -hmm. like spreading a wider message so where do you spot that in a chart? Like, you know, oh, this person would be great working one-on-one with someone versus like, oh, this person would probably do better doing her own thing or like speaking out into the world about that. Yeah. I think that also has to do with your son. <laughs> I'm like, everything feels <laughs> like, but it's all about the sun. Yeah, it really is. But it has a lot to do with that too, because the sun will tell me your vitality 
right? So like, do you have a lot of energy, like a generator, right? Might, right? Depending on where what your chart looks like. Or do you have like less energy? So if, like for me, I'm a manifester and I require a lot of rest, but also like looking in my astrology chart of like my place in my son, it's making like a, a bunch of aspects. And so it's like, my son is like a little taxed, right? Like it's making a ton of aspects. I also have it conjunct or it's actually Kazemi Chiron. And so like, that's big wow. for me, right? What so is like, that I need like? A- yeah, it's intense. It's in it's intense, but I need a lot of an alone time, right? And I need a lot of time to just like rest and recalibrate to make sure that I'm like bringing new ideas to life with my like Aquarius North Node energy, right? So for me, it's like if I spend a lot of energy doing one-on-ones and I'm like too taxed and burnt out to be able to do anything group or to do anything that impacts more people. And that's just like personally my chart. Like if you've got your son in the 12th house, you might have like less vitality, right? And so just thinking through, like it varies person to person. But I think from a one-on-one perspective, understanding your seventh house is key, right? Because it's not whether somebody can do one-on-one or not. It's like, do you enjoy it? And if you do enjoy it, then how do we make sure that you are really feeling into like your own authentic expression in the seventh house? So that way you can magnetize the people who want to work with you. Wow. Wait, that's really interesting. What if it's like an empty house? For example, like in my birth chart, like I have an empty seventh. Yeah. Um, And like I am a generator, so I do have a lot of energy. But something I've really come, at least in my own journey to learn, especially recently, is time is the most valuable resource we have. Yeah. There's a Saturn speaking, literally like all about time. But I'm reading this book called Essentialism and this is like the core theme of the book. It's like time is the most valuable resource and a lot of the times we'll fall into these beliefs of like, we can do it all, I can do it all, but then you end up spreading yourself so thin, especially if you're a generator and you have a lot of energy to spend and then you're not moving the needle where you actually want to be moving the needle or like you're not doing the things that actually light you up. And so I think that's something I'm really curious about, like your take on when it comes to like using the chart to identify, like, what are those things? Yeah. And it's identifying, like, what are you passionate about? So you could take a look at like your Venus placement too, of like, what is actually a driver for you? Because just like you said, like generators, yes, like generally you have more energy than like a projector or a manifester, right? However, that doesn't mean that you have like you're an energizer bunny and you can like go all day long. It means that when you are lit up by something that you're passionate about, then it doesn't feel like you're working. And so you can just go, go, go. Right. Versus like if you're spending all of your time because you overcommitted, like that's where you need to do a little deconditioning because you actually are not supposed to take on everything. Right. But as far as like in the astrology chart, there's so many things that you can look at. But I think again, going back to the sun, it's just like understanding like even just asking yourself outside of astrology, like, what do I want for myself? And what do I like? I do personally, as like a cancer son, love one-on-one. Cause like, I just love to talk to people and like feel into them. And like, I love kind of like that behind the scenes. Right. And, um, but I know that like, I have a deeper mission. So I think it's like also looking at your North node, right. And then understanding if you use human design, looking at your incarnation cross, like there's so many places where you can look at like why you're here. And if you're here to do something big and it's like a big movement that you're here to start, then like, is your time really well spent doing one-on-one, right? 
And maybe mm. perhaps not, like you talked about time is so important. It is the most important resource. And so it's just like understanding that what value you bring. So going back to the seventh house, like you've got Libra in the seventh house, right? Mm. I've got Aries. So you and I are complete opposite, which is yeah. why it works so great, right? But understanding like what value do I bring to a one-on-one situation and dialing that knob all the way up? Because once it's all the way up, right? And it's like blasting loud, then people are going to be like fighting to get to you, like wanting to work with you one-on-one, you're going to be booked out, right? And understanding that like, okay, my value has now gone up, right? So it's like, I can still do one-on-one, but it's a premium to do so. Yes. Completely. I just, I understand my value. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a little download, Tony. I was like, if we both have opposite charts, right? So it's funny because I, both my parents, my best friend, and like a few other people that I know are Libra rising. So opposite charts, opposite house right. placements, but we both have like our North nodes in the fifth house because I have a North node in, in Leo when you yes. have a North node in Aquarius and exactly. because our charts are flipped, that means they're both in the fifth. So yes. I actually want to pick your brain on that. Like, what have you learned about having your North node in the fifth house? Because that's a placement that I, like, I don't have anything else yeah. in, in Leo And so I don't have anything else in my fifth and it's something I'm constantly learning how to embody more. And I feel like sometimes it's a lot about shining on your own. It's a lot about like embodying creativity and just being really like innovative and like being okay with being in the spotlight and all of that. But I just want to hear your experience with it and how that's helped you grow. Yeah, because the fifth house will be a little bit different, like you mentioned, right? Like yours is in Leo. And so I would say like, maybe strip away like the spotlight and sort of that and think about like the deepest highest expression of why Leo is here and they are here to lead right there that's like the queen energy right (laughs) like Leo is the queen the king however you want to refer to it but it's really here to say like I'm okay with going first yeah watch me I will be the lead, the example. And so then you're, sorry, I'm just doing your your chart in my head. Your South Node is in Aquarius. Yeah, so it's just saying that like, it's moving away from like community, not per se, like entirely. Like yours is more so like shining a light on like you specifically and your creative self-expression. Whereas like Aquarius, my Aquarius fifth house is more about like group self-expression. So it's like, for me, I'm impacting people to find their own self-expression, but I'm helping everybody else do that. Cause I already know what mine is. Right. So it's like, yeah. for you, it's the flip. It's, it's the like opposite. the flip side of things. It's like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's my self-expression. Exactly. So that's a, like, it's a really fun journey because then that means, especially if you've got all that um, energy in your first house and of Aries, right? Like it's all about you yeah. and that's okay. And there's nothing like wrong with that, but it's like, you're learning you in this lifetime. Yeah. And that can be really hard because I do sometimes feel like, you know, in Placidus, my son's in the first, in whole signs, it's in the second, it's in Taurus. And then I have like all the Aries energy, like triple Aries placement. So a lot in the first house in whole sign, but then yeah. in Placidus, it's in the partly in the 12th. And then there's the Leo North node and like all this stuff. <laughs> and then I have the Capricorn Midheaven too, which is like so ambitious and so like yeah. intense. But sometimes I do feel like I've been called selfish before by my parents yeah. when I was younger, you know, and it can be really hard to like 
not see the chart that way but yeah. it's like I always say like we need more selfish people like we need people who like will put themselves first and will like yeah. you know prioritize their well-being their connection to themselves and I really think it starts with you like with with anything like yeah. every change that we can bring about has to come initially from you yeah and so, I think what I've seen in my experiences of people who are given charts that look like yours have in previous lifetimes had life, their life not focused on them. And so it is about you in this lifetime and that's okay. And, you know, you can combat those like comments with like, well, I've spent lifetimes like caring about everybody else. I'm like, this one's about me. Like, it's okay to be selfish yeah. in that way. And it's like, understanding that. But I think also what I love is like layering on the layer of human design. So understanding if your primary channels or gates are individual energy or if they're tribal energy, like you can see this certain type of mm. gates and to understand. So like for me, I have a lot of individual energy in my chart, which lends itself well to like that Leo energy of like, I've been called selfish before as well, but, but also like, I know that's not my truth and that's somebody yeah. else trying to condition me. So I'm not super worried about it, but also like, yeah, I've spent lifetimes caring about other people. And so for me, it, it is about finding like my self-expression and how do I express myself? And it's something that you learn over the course of a lifetime. It's not something that you're just going to like know tomorrow. Right. Yeah, and so exactly. it's just like, it's all about, like, I love the fifth house is all about experimentation and play, you know? And so it's like, where can I like try something on and see how that feels? Cause like, it also rules like the house of children too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's fun. It's like, there's no pressure. Like, yeah. You get to find yourself in a way. And that's really cool. Did you just have a kid? No, I've, I have oh. I have a son. He's nine. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, so you do have a son. I like yeah. saw something on your Instagram and I was, yeah. I think it was like a picture of him when he was a baby. So I yeah. didn't realize that like he's actually nine. Yeah. But how did that also help you grow and tap into that fifth house energy? Like do you feel oh, like my you gosh. completely yes. when you had him? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I know that the universe works in mysterious ways. And so- I've got a lot of like cancer energy in my chart, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've got multiple placements. And so I was sent a Capricorn stellium, right? With seven placements wow. in Capricorn, seven. Yes, right? So it really activates your fourth house. Yes, yeah. So it's been just so interesting to understand the dynamic of somebody who is, in my opinion, much wiser than me with that Capricorn energy, right? And so he has really taught me a lot about myself. And I think that that's where I find like that self-expression, right? Because it has been challenging. <laughs> he is very challenging. He's very like set in his ways with all of that earth energy. And so it's like mm -hmm. understanding how he's here to balance me out as the cancer and he's the Capricorn, right? And yeah. so- he's all about like working and leaving a legacy behind and he's nine, you know? So it's like, he's always like, what are you doing? And like, how are you going to grow the business? And like, I'm like, what? Like you're nine. Aren't you supposed to be worried about like trucks like, go and play trains? In the garden. Yeah. And I'm like, go play. But like, he, he is here to be that like, almost like fatherly energy for me. And I'm like that more like feminine flow. And I'm like, let's like do this and have fun. And so I, we're teaching each other that, but I think it has taught me so much about like who I am as a mother, as a parent, and then also like how I can be a better leader. Like he's teaching me all of that Capricorn energy, That's which so is really cool. cool. Yeah. That is definitely. fascinating. I love that. Yeah. That's really awesome. And I think it is really interesting how the universe 
works in such mysterious ways and like yeah. the different people that you know come into our life and what they're here to teach us and which directions they take us in yeah and my husband too is also an Aries rising so he's got the opposite chart of me uh, as far as like our house placements and then uh -huh. he has the Leo north node as well so we're exact opposites, right? So he so, has a structurally similar chart to mine. Yes. Yeah. He's a Scorpio sun though, but yeah, Aries rising. And so, yeah, it's just like you, the people in your life are like, you know, take a look at their charts because they're brought to you for a specific reason. And there's oh lessons God, yeah. that you're Completely. supposed to learn. I yeah. totally believe that. I mean, in my family, my mom is a cancer yeah. and my dad's a Leo. So like my mom activates my moon. Yeah, but then she's Aquarius moon, which is conjunct my south node. So it's like definitely like some past life connection there. Absolutely. And then my dad with his son in Leo activates my north node. So like pushing me towards like the opposite almost. Yep. And yep. then my brother is an Aquarius. So he's also Amazing. like, but he's like a 29 degree, like almost Pisces. But yep. he activates again, that same like placement. So like the south node. Um, yeah. and like my Uranus my Neptune my mom's moon but he has a wow. Taurus rising in a Taurus moon yeah so we're also <laughs> like really similar and really connected yeah it's just like it's amazing how that all works but then also it's like of course it works that way because I'm supposed to be pushed and stretched in different ways that like I just didn't even think was possible yeah and both my parents have Libra risings so their eighth house is in Taurus both oh, wow. of them and then me with my Taurus sun and Taurus Saturn and my brother with his Taurus rising moon and Saturn yeah oh my gosh that's so interesting and like you've got the Scorpio there it makes a good match and I think that that's like the most important thing if like when you learn your chart you understand like where you're magnetizing and pulling in others and where you're repelling them and that allows you to just be like an amazing business owner because you understand the value that you bring yeah, exactly. And I really think that that's why I always encourage people to like dive into their own charts as much as they can. I feel like yeah. this whole conversation has really anchored in on that. It's like, go deep on yourself and learn as much as you can about like yourself, whether that's through human design, whether that's through your astrology, like be open to these tools because they can guide you and they can yeah. give you so much self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And help you live like a magical life, which is what we all want. Right. So I think like the more that you lean into your authentic expression and the more like everything just blossoms around you. And for me, it's like, that's why I do the work that I do, because if I can help people find their specific strategy based on their chart, and then they start to actually like live in that experiment with it, embody it, then I've seen like the results that it can bring. And so it's like, why not show that to everybody? Yeah. Exactly. And so let's dive into some rapid fire questions. Yeah. I want to get your take on some of the questions I do with every guest. So let's okay. dive into it. The first question is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you love or live by or just like a, something that you always come back to like as an important reminder? Mm. Oh my God, that's a good one. I would say this is the first one that pops into my head. So I'm just going to say it, whether it's like yeah, a good one or not. Be intuitive. Yeah. So I always tell myself it's not enough to know. You have to know how. Like that's big for me. And that's a quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he always says that. And it like sticks with me that I'm like, 
especially as the one three, like I can often go down like this research and like going down the rabbit holes of like learning all the tools, but it's like, okay, I know it, but like, I have to know how, like how to implement it, how to embody it. And so that's one that like I use all the time of like when I'm going down the rabbit hole and when I need to like really lean into embodiment. Yeah. I think that that's where the strategy comes in, right? Yeah. And that's where like you shine with your brand strategy, which is really cool. And so next question is, do you have any books that have really helped you in like your own journey that you would recommend to anyone listening can be like any kind of book, um, yeah. maybe some suggestions as well and like astrology books and human design books that you would recommend. Yeah. A happy pocket full of money is one of my favorite books. So if you've not read that highly, highly, highly recommend it. It just unlocks so much for you around energetics and money and just even putting your gifts out into the world. Like that's probably been one of the most impactful ones. I'd say from like a human design astrology perspective, I think there's so many books. I'm like, I can't even think of them specifically, but I know that like I've loved like Egyptian astrology, shamanic astrology. Those are like books that I read all the time. And if you're, I think like your Scorpio energy would feel really like really great reading shamanic astrology. So I would look into that book. But I think like as you're learning any astrology book or human design book is going to give you like the basic knowledge. So I recommend probably all of them. But um, for I human love design. Human design. I have not read a ton, but obviously like anything by like raw that he's written, the creator of human design is going to be like a really great resource for human design. I pretty much just like looked online. I haven't really gotten any books. And then right now I've got the, this is the one I'm reading right now, the gene keys. So I've got Ooh, that. Yes. I have to so get that book. Yeah. The gene keys book. So uh, that's other, another layer too, of just like understanding the expression because human design uses astrology among other things yeah for sure yeah because I guess there is an astrological integration into it which is really cool yes I have to dive into that a little bit more yeah amazing okay next question is what makes you feel like your higher self just being like who I am to be honest like just being my natural self like getting on a zoom call and like barely wearing makeup and just like not caring I think it's just like not caring about what other people think about me which is hard as a Libra rising but like to move, <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah right so it's like to move into like more of my you know like my fire energy of like my Leo energy and just not really caring and showing up in my authentic expression and I think for me it's doing whatever I want to do when I want to do it yeah that's big for me yeah I love that that's major and okay, making my own rules <laughs> yeah literally because we do yeah. make our own rules like we, yeah. we define what is and what isn't in, in our own lives so yeah. very true and last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this entire episode but they just heard this part what would you want them to hear and what would you want to leave them with? I would want to leave them with that knowing your authentic expression is truly like the cheat code, the keys to life, right? And that it's not linear and it's not like you look at one thing in the chart and like that'll tell you everything and then you can create your brand and then you're golden. Like it is discovery. So if you didn't listen to anything, but you listen to like that, astrology is an experiment something that you experiment with something that you play with then that would be like my advice to move forward just because it's it's all just a game just play with it start yeah. anyway 
No, exactly. And I think in this whole episode, you know, we touched on different elements of how you can use your chart to understand yourself. And I think it was a lot from like both of us bringing in our own experiences with our own charts and like kind of talking about that and like understanding each other better through that lens too. But again, like looking at your son, right? And looking at like who did you come into this earth shining to be? be, Yeah. Right. And so learning about that, learning about as much as you can and seeing it as an experiment, seeing it as a journey and not like, okay, I learned this, like here's my moon and therefore (laughs) this is my brand colors. It's like, no, it's actually way deeper. Yeah, it really is. I think like a lot of people ask that too, of like what planets will tell me my colors? Like, it's just not that linear. And I think like what you can do if you're looking for any sort of practical tips is to understand your audience because it's not about you. Like, and I know the Leos out there are like, what in the Aries, right? Like, it's not about me and what I like. And it's like, no, actually, no. The, the best strategy is to understand like who it is, who you're talking to, who is consuming your message and tailor your brand to them, to yeah. speak to them. To Which them is in. something I remember you said in Natalia's episode, Natalia Benson's podcast, we're yeah. on that episode. And you were talking about how like branding is not just your colors and your logo. It's actually so much more. It's actually the strategy behind it. It's like understanding who's your customer, who's your ideal soulmate client and what do they need and doing that research as well to then define your specific branding. Like if you're an entrepreneur or business. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. I feel like I learned so much from you and I think it was just so lovely getting to know you more as well. So can you share with everyone listening where they can follow you and if they are looking for some branding help, how they can work with you? Yeah, it's been amazing to be here. Just so grateful. So thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Tony, the creator, and I love to chat. So like, feel free to send me a DM or whatever, and we'll go from there. And then if you want to work with me, you can just go to my site, which is tonyzamora.com. And if you want to work with me, there's an application form and then you can work with me and my team. We would love to have you. Yay. Amazing. Everyone go check out Tony's Instagram. And thank you again, Tony. And to everyone listening, thank you guys for being here. I hope you guys enjoy the episode and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.